Hey cuties, welcome to Cup of Joy the podcast, created to jumpstart your joy, supersize your soul, and provide a sweet space for your own personal growth. I'm your host, Heidi B, certified food and body coach, life coach, personal trainer, and owner of Joyfully Bee, where I'm obsessed with helping people win the food and body battle and reclaim their joy. I'll share with you stories of people who have shifted their junk to joy and struggles into celebrations to live a life that they love. Each episode is guaranteed to light and lift you up. Because on this show, we'll talk truth about topics that block us from living our best life, how to make your body your bestie, and tons of tasty tidbits to make your own cup of joy overflow. Believe it or not, I once lost my joy, but now it's back, and I'm here to help you find yours on the daily. As my mama bee always says, it's time to put a smile on your face and joy in your heart. Ready to start? Let's jam. Hey everybody, welcome back to Cup of Joy, the podcast. Today I have an incredible episode for you. I'm interviewing the incredible Alon Zelenka. She is a confidence coach and we're going to jam on taking radical responsibility for your life and creating confidence. How are you? Uh, thank you so much, Heidi. I love you. And I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you on this episode, you guys. Alana and I have literally just been rocking out for the past, I don't know, four hours? We've been talking for like four or five hours. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. She came over and it quickly spun into just incredible conversation, fun stuff, deep stuff. And today, we're going to seriously, this topic of rad, taking radical responsibility is near and dear to both of our souls. Her ability to be a confidence coach these days stems from everything in that era, everything that we both are now. And we were just talking about the most intimate of times, the craziest of times, the hardest of times, and we are bringing it all full circle on this episode today. So thank you so much for coming in. You guys, you're, you're in for a treat. This woman is like a breath of fresh air. She doesn't hold back. She's fully expressed. But it wasn't always that way, right? No, not at all. I mean, the way that I see you show up in the world today is like, you would never know that you've gone through what you've been through because you just show up big and bright and like, let's do it. Let's have fun. Let's express ourselves. Let's play. Let's create. Let's live out loud and be alive and like try everything like you're super curious and super non-judgmental you just Mm -hmm. bring it you bring life to any room that you come into so but I know it wasn't always that way no not at all so yeah I've had I would say I've had a pretty easy life um but especially in my relationships and past relationships I've learned so much about who I am and how I get to show up in the world now. Mm-hmm. And it's been quite a wild ride. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's rewind to years ago when Alan was really trying to figure out who she was. She was insecure and mm-hmm. found herself in the same or similar relationships over and over and over wondering like why am I still dating the same guy yeah yeah so let's go there ever since I started really dating in high school I would say I had a 
I didn't have a, a type that I was, you know, a physical type that I was attracted to. I kind of just dated all different types of men. Like some were, you know, fit and buff. Some <laughs> had a little extra. Some were, uh, they were all different ethnicities. It didn't really matter to me. I really cared more about personality. Mm-hmm. However, I did find myself in the same situations from relationship to relationship. And what that means is I found myself dating men who seemed to have this reserved nature about themselves. Um, Either they were in the more like macho type of way and with their mannerisms and everything Um, or they just had a hard time expressing themselves and being vulnerable and some had intimacy issues. It really always came down to this point where I felt like I couldn't truly be myself in the relationship and I couldn't show up as myself with my flaws. I always had to perform in a certain way and be a certain type of way in order to receive love and acceptance and it really bothered me and after you know breaking it off with my last ex-boyfriend I realized that this is something that I wanted to change for myself I didn't want another relationship that had this weird component to it that just felt a miss where I couldn't really pinpoint it I was like I know that the partner doesn't really have you know good intimacy and communication but how do I find somebody who does have good intimacy and communication because when I first first started dating these people I would have never guessed that you know they had these problems Right, that this would be an issue for your for your connection. It's like, right, like why do I keep finding myself in the same spot over and over and over again? Exactly. Like there's there's got to be a common component in this relationship situation, and what is it? What's the common factor in the fact that I keep inviting these guys in? They're great guys. Are we, 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 we appear to have really great connection and relationships, but then when we get a deep dive into which most women are seeking is that vulnerability piece. Like, can we go deep? Can we talk about things? And we know a lot of men, a lot of men are pigeonholed as they don't want to talk about their feelings, mm-hmm. right? And not so many men have a problem having sex, but like the intimacy factor of exploration and doing things differently and really like servicing each other in these ways like we don't really talk about those pieces of it but what's the common factor of this relationship thing why do I keep finding myself wanting more every single time I switch partners Mm -hmm. and I feel like you found yourself there where you were like you finally get to this last relationship that was meaningful again and it's like enough's enough what is the common factor here? Yeah. Yeah. Why is, is every guy like this? 
Mm-hmm. Why is every freaking guy like this? Why does every guy not want to be vulnerable? And why does every guy not want to really have that deep intimacy that I desire? Right. Yeah. But what did you find? What did you kind of figure out through all of that? So, even, um, and this is to get a little intimate here in this conversation. Let's go. Let's talk about <laughs> Let's it. Let's just get intimate, baby. Let's do it. Um, in past relationships, I had partners who, you know, I would be with them for years, long-term relationships where they had a hard time, you know, going down on me. Oh, yeah. They had a hard time initiating sex Mm. or initiating anything intimate or they wanted to have all the lights off mm-hmm. and they wanted mm-hmm. it to have to, wanted it to be dark and that brings up a whole realm of as a woman in that position and your cognitive mind is telling you like i want him to want me i yes. want him to do these things you you think that you're thinking those things but do you actually believe that you desire those things right mm-hmm. and you kind of go man, maybe he doesn't want me. Maybe I'm not good enough. Right. If he doesn't want me in the bedroom, like, am, I mean, aren't all guys, don't all guys have a high sex drive? Like, what's exactly. wrong here? Yes. What's wrong in the situation? Time to jump out of this one and figure out if the next one's different. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, I found myself in the times that we would become intimate in that way or when he was, you know, going down on me, I felt uncomfortable myself because I was so worried about what he was thinking. I was so worried about the judgments or, you know, is this like grossing him out or am I okay? Or does he want all the lights off because I'm not good enough? Or is it, is it, am I too fat? Uh, Do I like, I could never find myself comfortable enough to really let go and to really just enjoy the experience with my partner. Mm-hmm. It seemed to be more work than it was pleasurable. And as a matter of fact, in all of my past relationships, I didn't orgasm. Mm-hmm. I was never able to let myself go to the point where I could and I thought that there was something wrong with me I thought that I was broken yeah I thought there was never gonna be a day where I could do that and that's just something I need to accept about myself and this is this is so common I want to call this out Alon I'm so thank you so much for being vulnerable and just actually sharing these real raw moments because I know that there's a lot of women, probably the majority of women listening to this, that if they were honest with themselves, they would realize that they have or had or are in this situation at some point in their life's journey. If you're, um, you know, if you're in a relationship or you have been, you may have found yourself questioning like, whoa, she's actually telling my story. She's actually telling my story right now because... And it's not every, it's not every woman, but there is this like, I think I grew up in a time too, where it was like sex was bad. 
It was bad. We learned in sex ed from the sixth grade on, like, don't have sex, don't get pregnant, don't have that lifestyle. And so they were trying so hard to get you to not do that, that when you get into the room where these things are supposed to happen in a safe, comfortable, electrifying space, you're constantly judging yourself. Constantly. And what we don't realize is that our partner isn't necessarily judging us. We're judging us. Yeah. We're all up in our heads and everything. We don't realize it at the time. I didn't realize at the time. Like this is, I mean, you're sharing one of my stories as well. Um, I didn't realize at the time that I was like body shaming and body blaming myself. Like I didn't even want this guy to touch me because I was like, ugh, he's going to think my body is so gross. Mm. And this is going to be kind of taken, I think, like intensely by some people. But my vagina was literally like scared. She was all trapped up. She was contracting. She was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, what's happening? Judging herself all the time. Tense. Tense. Viscerally tense. Tense, tense, tense. Because I wanted him to be happy. I wanted him to be feeling like he was a good partner, like he was giving me enough. And what I didn't realize is he was feeling like that. And I was the one with the issue. Yeah. I was the one judging myself. I was the one beating my body up. I was the one insecure down there, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. down under, exploring it. I mean, I remember laughing so many times during sex because it was a protector for me. Mm. I was like, oh, I'm just silly. We're just playing. We're so playful. I'm just like a little teenage girl or whatever and not in a weird crude disgusting way like let's not go there I'm not talking about that (laughs) but what I meant is like I was so shy in my sexuality because that's the way that I was taught not necessarily from my parents just society and the school system and everything like that that when I got to that point in my relationship it was like are we supposed to be doing this yeah constantly judging myself and I find myself kind of being trapped in that every once and again where I'm like oh we don't have to be shy here what are we doing so I don't mean to steal your thunder because this is where you're kind of going with this whole thing is like you found yourself relationship to relationship to relationship asking these guys to be vulnerable with you asking these guys to be intimate with you but Mm -hmm. in reality what was actually happening Yeah, and this is also, um, I mean, more so of a recent discovery is I I realized that in these relationships, I had the issue with intimacy and I had the issue with vulnerability. Mm. It It was my thing that I needed to deal with and I projected that onto them. They were just the mirror Mm. into my own life. And once I realized that, it completely changed the game for me because not only had I, you know, thought that I was the one in the right in our relationship, which of course, with wisdom and understanding, you you realize it takes two to tango. Oh, wait, there's two sides to this? Oh, shoot. I have to be responsible. Oh, shoot. I'm not 100% right. I'm not, like, perfect. It's not. It's 
not his fault or we're both responsible <gasps> shit yeah um but i i realized like that's something that i really needed to work on for myself is getting comfortable with myself learning to love myself and understand what pleasuring myself meant and understanding what being secure in my body meant Mm -hmm. so much so that I can go and have sex with another person and feel comfortable and at ease within my own body to allow myself to relax and enjoy the experience yes I think this goes in so many different directions and it's not just a sexual intimacy thing that's one example of giving allowing yourself to be so comfortable in your own being in your own existence that anything else that gets introduced into the picture is just a bonus i mean in your example sex gets to be so explosive when i feel completely comfortable in my body when i feel completely comfortable with my sexuality and all of that is included in me and then i introduce subject b over here i'm a you're b and then it's like fireworks. I'm 100% in myself, and then the other part comes in, adds to it, and we explode to 200%. It's not actually 50-50, and we might go down a little rabbit hole here, but it's not actually 50-50 in my opinion, in my experience. What's most successful is when there's 100% of you and 100% of me And then there's 200% of we. And I think a lot of people get confused and try to go like, there's 50% of you and there's 50% of me. And now there's 100% of we, Mm -hmm. right? In relationships. And I'm not just talking about marital relationships. I'm talking about relationships in general. And this can be in sexuality, in communication, in vulnerability. But when we decide that the other person completes us, instead of completing ourselves first and letting them be the enhancement, we dive into a different area. Totally, 100%. I think it's so important, this aspect or this concept, I'm so glad you brought it up, Heidi, that in any relationship, there should be a you, me, and we component. Mm -hmm. And it's very easy when we get into a, a loving relationship and we are head over heels for our partner and we're so excited to be with them that we start to identify as the relationship and we identify with that person and we just we want to be so close to them that we almost want to just be an extension of them and the flaw within that thinking is that you and your partner came together for a a certain reason you guys started talking at the beginning and you related to to ideas and you also had you know however many years of previous life experience that you get to bring to the table and talk about and really jam on yeah and within that you're going to have different perspectives and different ideas and you guys are going to not really agree with some things and that is 
perfectly okay, mm -hmm. that's what makes the relationship so beautiful and special is being able to have your own individual identities and to really just add to each other's experience. Mm -hmm. But when we take the time or when we don't take the time rather to have our own individuality within the relationship and have our own time to make our own experiences, go out with our own friends, have our own hobbies, do the things that we like to do that may not involve that person, we actually strengthen the relationship overall. Because at the end of the day, the, the two of you are able to come back together and come back to home base and have exciting experiences to talk about or to have that concept where it's like we've reached out in our own ways we've talked to people in our day we've had all of these new friendships and relationships that we are creating in our own personal life by relationships i don't mean romantic necessarily mm -hmm. unless you're into polyamory sure. or anything sure but but you know it's like the the friendships that we make in our outside world as our individual self only strengthens the bond within the relationship. Absolutely, I, I found myself, once I got married, using a lot of we uh, language of, well, we do this and we're doing this and we'll be here at this time and we like doing these things. And I really started to lose myself so much to the point that when I went through my divorce, it was like, I had no idea who I was. I had lost my identity completely. And that was going, bringing this full circle is kind of like radical responsibility is our responsibility. I love that you said that the common factor in your relationship to relationship to relationship in these situations until you got to where you are now in your happy, loving relationship that you're fully expressed as your full self. The common factor was you. Mm -hmm. Your inability to step back and see that they were just mirroring what you actually felt about yourself. And the reason why it wasn't working is because you didn't feel comfortable with you. Mm -hmm. You didn't feel fully expressed in your sexuality. You didn't feel comfortable in being vulnerable with that other person. We have to give what we want to receive. So if you want love, you need to give love. If you want more expression, you have to show more expression. And until we fully step into those roles and those responsibilities for ourselves, 100%, no one else is going to be able to meet us where we're at. Mm -hmm. And it's going to only be temporary. I hate to say it, guys, but if you're not fully in, in love with yourself and understand all the depths of yourself and all the layers of yourself in expression, in sexuality, in spirituality, in your career, in all these different facets, you can't expect someone else to come and complete that part of you. Mm -hmm. You've got to complete the cycle and then they will meet you right where you're at. Yeah. And if they meet you and you're only 20% there, you guys are going to really be on the struggle bus for a while until both of you are, are able to step up into that fully. Yeah. So I know you're, uh, you're a confidence coach, which is so amazing. You help men and women all over the place just really step into who they are and, and find that 100% of themselves. What do you feel like are some tips and tricks 
to kind of step into that self-expression to really know who you are and to own that piece of you i think that on a base level humans are designed to want validation and love yes we all just want love and we all want validation Mm-hmm. And so it's very easy to fall into a trap of hiding certain parts of yourself that you think might not be accepted. Mm-hmm. And I think on a this is sort of a very deep level type of tip and tips and tricks um, <laughs> thing, but this concept that all humans, we are all alike. And we are all so, so much more alike than we would ever think we are. And so a lot of our flaws and a lot of the things that we feel insecure about are the same things that other people feel are flaws and insecurities about themselves. Yeah. And so the more that you can just tap into really loving and owning every bit of yourself whether it's the vulnerable shadow and and by shadow I mean thinking that you know you've done something wrong in your life and you could never talk about it ever or whatever it is your insecurities really tapping into and leaning into those fears and insecurities and being I guess how should I how do I want to say this I mean, I think you're I think you're really onto something with the validation piece here, and that is that we are constantly looking outside of ourselves to complete ourselves, but the reality is is that we've got to give that piece to ourselves and be good with it first. Can you even imagine, and I'm just saying this from years and years of feeling like a failure in so many relationships, right? And I can say that like playfully now because it was really, really painful back then. I mean, I can remember my seventh grade boyfriend, I caught him cheating on me. I caught him cheating on me. Seventh grade, girl, seventh grade. No, okay, so he was my ninth grade boyfriend and whatever, it was 10th grade or whatever. But I caught him cheating on me, and I thought, this guy, I almost used his name, but I'm not going to. That's not nice. This guy, I thought was going to be my husband forever and ever. My ninth grade boyfriend, we danced to the Chicago song in my high school, you know, homecoming dance. And then I caught him sleeping around with somebody else. And I was like, aren't we supposed to save sex for marriage like that was so foreign to me and then I moved on to the next guy and I was like that's gonna be my husband forever and ever <laughs> the problem is is like you're not gonna find your life's mate your soulmate until you decide that you are your soulmate yeah you've got to be so sacred and so honoring of your soul that there doesn't have to be any secrets that we right. don't have to hide out that we don't have to hide communication from our current partner. We don't have to say, like, we don't have to be scared of telling our partner our deep, dark path. Mm -hmm. Because if they can't accept that part of us, then they're not going to be around forever and ever and ever. It's like, we can be who we are right now without being the person of the past. Right. We can show up fully expressed, not ashamed of anything. That's not who I am now. It's just a part of who I was back then. Right. And it's okay. And I know for me that I'm so grateful that things didn't work out along the way because I've learned a hell of a lot about myself. 
And it wasn't until I finally decided to step into who I was now that I met my now partner. And if he's the one, that's great. But the best part about where I'm at right now is knowing that I show up for myself every day doing the things that I love, doing, being fully expressed in the ways that I feel comfortable in, Mm -hmm. asking for support where I need it. Mm -hmm. And if he decides to leave this version of me, I still love this version of me. Yeah. Wholeheartedly. And it doesn't mean I'm not going to go through heartache and heartbreak and all that jazz, but I know that I can heal so much faster than I did before because I fully love myself now. Yes. Do you feel like fully in love with yourself at this point on your journey? Yes. Of course there's still days where I feel insecure. Of course there's still days where I, you know, question like, oh, you know, is what's going on? You know? Um, But I think the whole takeaway is really learning how to lean into the fears really learning how to lean into the insecurities and communicating with your partner at every step of the way within that. Mm -hmm. You know, in past relationships, when I felt insecure, I didn't want to tell my partner that I felt insecure in that because I didn't want him to start feeling insecure and question our relationship. So, of course, I was going to keep that to myself But in doing that, I was doing both of us a disservice because I wasn't expressing myself fully. Then I was starting to make assumptions that were not true. I was starting to create stories in my head that were not true. And it only, it was almost a self-fulfilling prophecy of, of sort of breaking us apart because I was the one tearing us apart with my thoughts yeah and not communicating that clearly to my partner so in the moments that you're feeling really scared to talk to your partner because you are feeling insecure in the relationship itself that's the time you really need to talk to your partner that's the time that you really need to show and let your partner know hey i'm just feeling really insecure about this i'm sure it's nothing you know i'm sure you meant nothing by it but it made me feel really scared or it made me feel really insecure when you said this this and this to this other woman or yes you know it made me feel the really si- it can sometimes be like literally the simplest of things it really can be like your partner walks in the door and they put their briefcase in a different spot than they normally put it and you're like oh my god he's cheating on me yeah and your brain like literally goes does all these tilt whirls where you're just like where did that story come where did from? it come from he, where, um i know you and i have both been in relationships where it's like our own insecurities seep in where we're like who is he talking to who is he texting what's Absolutely. he doing and literally he's just checking the score of the game yeah like it's okay but it's also okay if your insecurities from the past seep into your current relationship mm-hmm. and you're willing to take your own radical responsibility and call yourself out. Absolutely. There's been times in my current relationship where I came from a past of cheaters. Like I kept getting the cheaters. I kept choosing the cheaters, right? And 
for whatever reason, that pattern just kept coming up. Well, that pattern isn't, it's, it's, it's no for whatever reason. It's because we're comfortable in this pattern that we've developed for ourselves. And so we seek out these similar patterns. But nonetheless, now I'm not with a cheater. I'm a thousand bajillion percent sure that I'm not with a cheater. But those insecurities of the past creep in. Mm-hmm. And so what I have decided to do, instead of make up stories and be mad at him in random ways that I used to do in the past, I say to him, hey, I've been cheated on before. And it makes me feel really insecure when I see you on your phone. I feel like you're talking to someone else. Are you talking to someone else? And he's like, no, look at my phone. Uh, This is what I'm doing. And he's not mad about it. It's because I called myself out Mm -hmm. and I called my insecurities out that literally this man will FaceTime me anytime. We could FaceTime him right now and he might, well, other than being on the toilet, right? (laughs) He'll call me back immediately and say, hey, I was on the toilet, whatever, whatever. But it's because I was cheated on in the past. I feel like... If I FaceTime you, I can see if you're like sleeping around. Yeah. And because he's respected my insecurities and I've been really honest about it, I don't do it anymore. I don't do it anymore. I don't have to, I don't feel like I have to check emails or ask him who he's talking to or FaceTime him like 10 times a day and just see where he's at. Mm -hmm. No. And you guys, I'm, I'm only sharing this because it's so important that we just take radical responsibility for how we're feeling mm-hmm. and say, and, and if it's not in a romantic relationship, say it with your friend. Say like, hey, I know this sounds weird, Alon, but like, were, were you talking about me on your story yesterday? Because I felt like you were talking to me and you can be like, oh my God, Heidi, I'm so sorry. No, I wasn't talking about you. I was, how, this is how relatable we are. That we think that everybody else is talking about us and doing all these things. And that's not true. It doesn't just happen in our romantic relationships. It happens in our friendships. It happens with family members. And instead of just calling ourselves out and owning it and saying, Hey mom, I'm feeling really insecure. The other day, my sister brought up this to me. I feel like you guys were talking behind my back. And she has one of two choices. She can say, you know what? We were talking about it because we love you and we're worried about you and we just like, you weren't sharing any information with us. Or, oh my gosh, no, we weren't talking about you. We were talking about your crazy cousin and she was going through all this stuff and so we were just talking about it. Mm -hmm. We, We don't give people enough opportunities to just like see us where we're at and know our insecurities. Yeah. And take ownership for our own emotions. Instead, we project it. And then, like you said earlier, we see the mirror of ourself and we think it's that person's problem. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, it's because they're acting like this and they're doing this and they're doing this instead of just saying like, whoa, they're reflecting to me how I feel about myself. Everyone is a mirror. Everyone in our lives are mirrors to our own soul. Mm. So if you are having a bad relationship either intimately or otherwise, look inside. Mm -hmm. Turn the finger around, Mm -hmm. and I know it can be really confronting, it can be very triggering, but it's so true. Yeah. What is it within ourselves that this is... Activating. Activating. And and of course, like like I mentioned before, it takes two to tango. There are 
are definitely aspects on both sides that make the relationship good or bad or, or whatever it is. I don't, I don't like to necessarily say good or bad, but a match or a mismatch. <laughs> yeah. Aligned or unaligned. <laughs> but for the most part, whatever is making you actively angry or frustrated or insecure, those are the things that you need to work on yourself. Mm -hmm. So, and that's what we do with our coaching is we help break down those patterns and beliefs and really dig into the hard questions of like, well, what is it about myself? I don't even know. Mm -hmm. I, I don't even know how I would start to unpack that or like, I, it feels confronting to learn things about myself that I didn't see before or don't really want to see. I was really good after my divorce at playing the victim. Mm. It was like, well, he chose this path. He didn't want to be with me anymore. He said he wanted to do this. And the reality was is when I came full circle and I started unpacking, like you said, unpacking this work, talking about where my insecurities were, I realized that it wasn't just him. Him. it was me yeah and the things that I had projected on him and when and actually it's extremely liberating when somebody is able to help you see the versions of yourself that you weren't able to see because to be able to admit to the world right now that I was at fault too mm -hmm. it's actually very freeing yeah. It's extremely freeing because I felt so comfortable allowing people to comfort me by saying like, it's okay, you're wounded. It's okay, he did this to you. It's okay. And now it's kind of like, no, no, I don't need that. I don't need that. Mm -hmm. I don't need that at all. I feel really strong and really comfortable in who I am that I can own the parts of me that weren't contributing to that healthy relationship. Yeah. They just weren't showing up. Yeah. It's not that they weren't there. They just weren't showing up because they were being blocked by my insecurities, by the judgment that I was putting on myself. Mm -hmm. He didn't deserve that, and neither did I. And now, because I'm able to take radical responsibility for where I was at, I get the benefit of showing up in a new light, in a new way, to the life that I truly desire right now. Yes. Yes. And that's confidence. And taking the ownership and taking the reins of your life, you are able to create something so beautiful for yourself. Don't you think confidence is owning it? Confidence isn't just like, hey, now I own stilettos and I am a tiger woman. Mm -hmm. I got this. Yeah, like it's no. not just snapping the fingers, right? No. Confidence is being able to accept the messy parts and the miracle parts of yourself, the, the messy Absolutely. and the magic, right? It's, it's accepting, it's self-acceptance. Confidence is just owning all of the parts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Confidence is also in within that ownership of really taking the reins on all of the parts of yourself. It's really about understanding that we are all here to improve our lives constantly. Until we die, we're here to work on ourselves. And when you take radical responsibility of your life, you are also choosing the path of growth and you're also choosing a higher road for yourself. That is not always going to be 
fun and easy, but it's always going to be worth it because in every stage of your life that you really work through and do take ownership of and go, you know, I did mess up there. Yeah, that was my bad. And you know what? I don't want to do that again. So I'm going to do the things that it takes to work on myself. And it may happen again in the future. Mm-hmm. And that's still okay. That's yes. still okay if I mess up twice, three times, four times. It's all about the intention in your heart. What is the intention behind what I'm doing? Am I doing this, you know, mindlessly? And that's why I keep doing the same thing over and over? Or am I every single time holding the intention close to my heart that, no, I don't want to live this way, or no, I don't want to do this anymore. So I'm going to do the best I can to make sure that doesn't happen. Because when I do, it doesn't make me feel good. It doesn't make the other person feel good. So taking ownership really involves making the decision and commitment to self-growth and personal development. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. It's, it really is just taking radical responsibility for your life, for your essence, for your being, for your relationships tenfold in every aspect of your life. Mm-hmm. Just And like you said, I love that you said like being able to admit when you're wrong and know that it's okay to feel embarrassed. It's okay to mess up. It's okay to laugh at yourself. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be mad at yourself. It's okay to have the slew of emotions and feel it all and be it all and show up as yourself as you are right now in every single day very authentically. When I'm mad, I'm allowed to express my anger not at you or at someone else, but in the presence of other people. I'm allowed to just be like, ah, I'm, I'm allowed to cry when I'm sad. I'm allowed to be, I'm allowed to jump for joy when I'm happy. I'm allowed to do all of the emotions. To me, fully, full expression is confidence. Yeah. And I feel like we teach people through our coaching how to unpack all of these emotions so you can be fully confident in your being at any moment in time. Absolutely. Confidence does not mean putting on a mask it does not mean coming up every day and coming into work feeling, you know, badass and perfect and happy and, you yeah. know, yeah, I got this. I'm confident. You know, that's that can be confidence, but confidence is also when you're feeling anxious, but you're owning that anxiety. When confidence you're able to speak is, it, when you're able to express yes. it, when you're able to be, I think, I think vulnerability is the biggest expression of confidence a person can have when I can just tell you exactly what I'm feeling at any point in time vulnerability is confidence Mm -hmm. it's like I mean take it or leave it I don't care if you're upset that I'm angry or sad or happy or whatever but this is how I'm gonna be yeah and my feelings are valid yes this is such a beautiful conversation I'm so glad that you like you're the perfect person to talk about because talk with because you're not shy about it you're just like I'm gonna own it you truly do exude confidence every time that I see you every time I'm around you and I know that your clients benefit from that day in and day out Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. you teach them how to really embody who they are 
and not be afraid of any of these topics. And I love that we started with sexuality and it's come kind of like full circle to all different ways of life because there's no topic that you're not willing to touch with your clients. No. And it's such a beautiful thing. Mm-mm. They just ex- feel safe immediately. Yep. I am here to go to the depths of all the corners with my <laughs> clients. All of it. Doing all of it. Well, with that, where can our listeners find you? We're going to put everything in the show notes, but give yourself a little shout out. Tell us where you're at. How can we find you? How can we get more of you? So shout out to myself. Yeah. Shout out to Alon. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you can find me on Instagram. My handle is at Alon Zelenka. That's E-L-A-N-Z-E-L-E-N-K-A. Oh. And um, that's my main platform. I am also starting a YouTube channel. I just filmed my first YouTube video. Oh my gosh. <gasps> I know. It's kind of a big deal. Um, (laughs) And all the details on my channel are going to be through my Instagram. Okay. So my website's on my Instagram. Everything's on my Instagram. So so easy to find. So easy to find. So follow me on there. DM me if you have any questions. Message me. I'm a very approachable. I mean, I guess you could say that. For sure. You could. For sure. Guys, she's totally approachable. Just (laughs) follow her on Instagram. You'll see. Look at all her stories. Check her out. She's got great things going. You're gonna if you want more confidence in your life, get get more Alan in your day. She's doing incredible things for this world. And so to close, Lovey, I have two questions I ask everybody on my podcast. Oh, okay. It's like not a scary thing. The first one is what do you love most about yourself? Oh my gosh. I just got asked this question yesterday. You did? I did. What? Steal my thunder. <laughs> do they listen to my podcast? I don't know, actually. <laughs> they must. The thing I love most about myself, there are a lot of things, actually. Good. You know? But I gotta say, I love my sense of humor. Mm, me too. <laughs> yeah, I love my humor. <laughs> I think I'm funny. I make myself laugh, and um, hopefully I make other people laugh. You do, for sure. Check out our YouTube channel. I don't know if it's fun. That episode's funny, <laughs> it's, but you'll no, get something. It will be funny. It will. And if you guys follow her, on, follow her on IG, just watch her stories. It's like your close-ups, like, dun da 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 <laughs> Just crack me up daily. So good. I love, I love that about you. Aww. And then the last question is, what does joy feel like joy joy feels like this man joy can come in many packages I feel like and I think sometimes it's a really exhilarating almost like electrifying feeling in my body but joy can also feel like a calm content Mm. peaceful at ease Mm -hmm. and and the whole range in between It's a beautiful feeling. I think of yellow. I think of the sunshine. Basically, your whole brand. I mean, (laughs) you do a great job with your branding and joy. But yeah, joy is just a wonderful, wonderful feeling in general. Yeah. I love that you cross the spectrum of joy. That's why I love asking that question because everyone answers it differently. It Mm. means it like comes up differently for, for everyone. And, um, you really do get the opportunity to feel the spectrum of it if you're willing to lean in and just, I, you know, see it mm-hmm. in for whatever it is. It's those moments of light up 
And it's those moments of just like peace. It really yeah. is. It's the full spectrum. Yeah. It's so great. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your vulnerability, your story, your humor, your knowledge, your expertise, your your passion and your love for confidence are truly contagious. And I just really, really respect everything that you're doing in this world. So thank you so much. Thank you, Heidi. All right. We'll talk soon. All right. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you love what you heard, please take a quick second to screenshot this episode and share it with someone that you know would love it. Connecting with you brings sunshine to my soul. So let's continue the conversation on Instagram at joyfullybe. Drop me a message, question, or share your own junk to joy story with me. Remember that joy is contagious. You can help me spread it by leaving a little buzz, aka a review, on Apple Podcasts. To learn more about Cup of Joy, the podcast, and my soulful services, visit cupofjoythepodcast.com. Chat soon.